The Toys for the Ages weekend was already shaping up to be a memorable one. And we were only two-thirds of the way through it, with a full day ahead of us. Toys for the Ages Expo is an annual event created by collector Andy Cook and is held at the Carlisle Expo Center in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. This year, Toys for the Ages transformed into a two-day show, held on Saturday, July 29th, and on Sunday, July 30th. And for Star Wars fans, especially collectors of the vintage Kenner toys, the show was a treasure trove of mouth-watering memorabilia. It was filled with everything from the original figures from the 1970s to the animated droids and Ewoks characters from Kenner's final releases in 1985 to high-grade modern Hasbro items from lines like the Black Series and the Vintage Collection. My friend Pete LaRose was a vendor at the show and had some extra space in his booth after his friend could not attend and had to back out. So I set up with Pete on Friday afternoon, laying out a small table of some of the items that no longer fit into my collection. It was the first time I had ever vended at a toy show, and it was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to part one of the Toys for the Ages series, I recommend doing so. It's episode 142, titled, Did I Score The Star Wars Find at Pennsylvania's Toys for the Ages Expo? I had one of my best Star Wars finds in years that Saturday morning, right after the doors opened to the early bird shoppers, which I detail in the episode. I won't spoil it in case you haven't listened to it yet, but I can promise you, it's a very good one. This was my second time at Andy's show, and spending it in the company of wonderful friends made it another unforgettable experience. This is a series of conversations with our fellow Star Wars collectors. This is a look at the pickups, amazing finds, special moments, and the world of collecting from a summer toy show weekend. This is the final day at the Toys for the Ages Expo, live from Carlisle, Pennsylvania. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Sunday morning, about an hour before the show opens to the public. The second day of a toy show always seems to be a little quieter and more relaxing, so I figure you and I will have some time for conversations with some of the vendors and fellow collectors attending the Toys for the Ages Expo. Let's briefly speak with Kevin Mann, owner of Caveman Toys and Collectibles, and his friend and collector Alex Coltart, about the beginning of their week-long 3,000-mile toy trek across the country that brought them to the Toys for the Ages Expo. 
So it's 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, and I'm here with Alex Coltart and Kevin Mann, um, two wonderful guys. I met Alex for the first time uh, this weekend, and uh, Kevin, I think I met you... you a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, yeah. I thought we met at, um, at Ross Barr's house, but you, you actually told me we met somewhere else. When he, whoa, we met at, well, we met here at the show, but the yeah. first time was, I believe it was... Paul Chu's house. Paul Chu's, yeah. 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 So it was okay. Paul Chu's in, I want to say, January of 2018. Yes. Uh, that was a wonderful time. That it was an amazing yeah, time. It was really yeah. cool. Those greatest American heroes, Samples. <laughs> 2018. The, uh, 2018. Yeah, yeah, the Uze collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, what am I forgetting? A, oh, a carded rocket fired Boba Fett. <laughs> probably, the, yeah, probably the biggest <laughs> item, but yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, so we've been friends for a while, and, and now, Alex, I consider you a friend as well, too. Excellent, and, excellent. And uh, you guys had a, a pretty interesting trip recently, right? I think it's because we're the only two people that we know that are crazy enough to drive across the country for toys, but yeah, it's been a great trip. <laughs> and that's what you did in the past week? Yeah, so we went out uh, first leg was all the way straight out to Chicago area. We went to the uh, what some people call the Kane County Toy Show or Chicago Toy Show um, at the Kane County Fairgrounds. It's a massive show. They had like two gigantic buildings filled with toy vendors day prior to the show they have uh, they give a uh, what they call floor rights so we can go around while vendors are setting up and kind of see what they have um, they've, when you line up for that in the morning that we actually found probably some of the more amazing things that we found there were like just in people's cars in the parking lot so yeah. so you guys were going through the parking lots and to, to put that show into scope, we got there and everyone was like, oh, you drove across the country to come here now? He's like, this is the small show. And basically everyone there said that we were wasting our time. And we started seeing like football fields of cars pulling up. And when I went wandering through, everyone's opening the back of their trunks to sell things out. And uh, I came up to a truck that just looking through the front windshield of the truck, I could see probably $30,000 worth of vintage toys sitting on the guy's front seat. And I knew that. This is not going to be a small show for us. We were going to have a great time, and we did. The full conversation is in episode 141 and is titled The Toy Trip of a Lifetime, 3,000 Miles of Finds, Figures, and Friends from Chicago to Carlisle. And it really highlights the friendship of Kevin and Alex, as well as their experiences on the road and at toy shows and stores. And jumping back in time for a moment, I spoke with the show's creator, Andy Cook, during setup on Friday evening. Ah, we're here with Andy as well, too. Andy, how's everything going? Oh, it's going. How are you doing today? Doing okay. Uh, so it looks like, you know, I'd say, what, 60% of the people are set up so far? Yeah, I'd say about 60%. I think uh, we have maybe like eight vendors yet out of the 62 that haven't been here. What's the coolest piece that you've seen so far in walking around? Oh, my gosh. I know, a tough one, right? Uh, there's pretty pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I'm just biased, but I'm in this, I'm in the cardboard standees, and there's a Toxic Crusaders uh, movie standee over there. With, it's a uh, huge one too. Yeah, but you, that's a pretty rare one. You don't you don't really see that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of amazing stuff here already. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to take it all in yet, um, but uh, I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're walking around. <laughs> you'll be able to find some stuff because it's it's definitely. Uh, Definitely some killer stuff here, for sure. More on that later. But for now, let's walk around the show floor together and meet up with a few friends for some fascinating collector conversations during the final day of the Toys for the Ages Expo.
So one of the nice things about this toy show is uh, the ability to just make friends with people really quickly and easily. Uh, I've, I've met two new friends today, uh, really this whole weekend. Uh, I have uh, Eric Benner mm-hmm. and Matthew Cross, uh, two wonderful guys who set up together and they are selling modern and graded modern carded vintage figures, uh, black series stuff, some of my favorite stuff too as well. So gentlemen, it is nice to uh, to hang out with you and to get to see it's you. It's good hanging out with you, man. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to meet you. How was your Sunday so far? Sunday was good. I mean, it, yesterday slow, today got really good. You know, a lot of more interest in some of the higher end graded figs, so happy with that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and what kind of stuff sold? What, uh, what, what kind of graded stuff did you... Your VCO-1 oh, yeah, was yeah, a big one. That, that one hurt to let go. <laughs> the uh, Dengar? VCO-1 Dengar graded at Kaz 90. Oh, wow. I had to let him go. Because yep. okay. I, I collect the... We both do. Mm-hmm. Vintage stuff, you know, from the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. So with this, this stuff we love, no doubt about it. But if we have two of something, or, you know, we're really aiming to buy something that we're really, you know, grailing... We're willing to let some of the stuff go. Okay, to, to so get, to, to, to get the Kenner stuff, you're selling the Hasbro stuff. Right. Yep. Yeah, I want it off. I mean, I'd right. say we, we still definitely collect it. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Definitely. But, but, yeah. but you're more willing to sell the, yeah. the Hasbro stuff. Right. To upgrade, you know. Yeah, or, but yeah it's, your Dengar was a good one. My uh, Hazlab Packins, that was a 95 for Dinjarn and the Bounties. That sold. I saw I had my eye on that, too. That was that, a nice That was yeah. cool. And my um, SDCC Revenge uh, Boba, the, the in-house one, not the retail. That sold, mm-hmm. you know. And they're all great ones, but when you have the foil... You have the Return of the Jedi stamp on. Like, do you need the Revenge stamp no, on? You might How many Bobas do you somebody? need? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So somebody else will love them too. You know. So mm-hmm. that was that was fun. That was nice. cool. Well, congrats. I mean, it's, it's it's always nice to hear, especially when people are doing well at a show. But also, you guys brought really good stuff and really unique. I mean, I, I would say that you guys are are the only vendors that have modern graded carded figures and box figures, and I, I think that's really important too because there's a huge group of, of people who look for that stuff. Mm-hmm. So and we're all suckers and have deep pockets because it's graded <laughs> and it's an addiction. It's an absolute disease. Oh, yeah. totally. So, totally. You know, so it's yes. good to have at least some representation. Yeah. Nobody cared yesterday and today it was just like, bam. Absolutely. You know, an eighth of it sold. You have here, you have the Arc Trooper set from the mm-hmm. Vintage Collection, which is, a, it's done in like the, the vintage Kenner style three pack set mm-hmm. with, with the yep. box and window. I love it. Um, and I'm surprised that that one hasn't moved yet. It's I've, been picked up a lot. I have a feeling before the end of the day it will go. So. If you come back, it might. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut you a deal, no, man. I appreciate it. So, uh, for each of you, so Eric, I'll ask you, um, what is your your prized piece in your collection? What's your what's your favorite piece? Modern and vintage. We'll do that. Vintage. It would have to be my 12 back B Obi Wan Kenobi. Very nice. Okay. So he's he's. I have a Luke too, but Ben's a little nicer, so I'll, I'll go Ben. Okay. All right. <laughs> so that that's for that's for Kenner, and then for Hasbro, what's your uh... Hasbro? Graded wise, goodness. Probably Dengar that I just sold. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I collect the clones, the vintage collection clones. Yeah, you know? nice. So I'm trying to get all of those. So the, the group, the group of them together is probably probably. Uh, that that makes total sense. Do you have the Commander Colt yet? Because they did a nice job yes, on that one. Yes, but I got it from Walmart, and it's not in good enough condition. Okay. So I'm gonna have to hunt for a nice. Find you a good one. I understand. <laughs> yeah, the figure is great. Um, love it. Love it's, it. It's one of my favorite figures of all time in the Clone Wars for the Clone Wars mm-hmm. line. Um, but they did a really nice job on the vintage collection. 
collection as well, too. So. The card's beautiful. The figure's beautiful. Yeah. All the way. So you just have to get a, a high-quality one. I just have to get a nice one, one. To, get it, to get it graded. Okay. <laughs> All right. So those are your two, and Matthew? Man, that is, that is hard because I, I have some that... Mean a lot to me. I, I like the the mini rigs and the vehicles and stuff. And uh, I was just down in Florida two years ago. I took my boys on a little trip and stuff. And it was a family trip. And um, you know, I found a, an X wing and the sail skiff and stuff in in box in a toy shop in the middle of nowhere in Florida. And I mean, they're not rare, but they're special because I found them in the wild with my boy. I didn't have to pre-order it. I didn't have to you know have Target send it. And found you them in found the wild. Your son, though, Got them graded with the boys. And yeah, they're an eighty and an eighty. Plus, but they're they're special, you know. So TVC wise, that kind of stuff has more of a sentimental thing. I like the new Salacious Crumb I just picked up, you know, even if it's being released, re-released. But vintage wise, I I think my favorite has to be my first tri logo. Uh, I got a Barada. You know, my, I, I bid on it. I got it at a good price. I didn't want to spend the up big for the power of the force. And it was my first tri-logo. It was my first real vintage, actual vintage fig. And now I've accidentally started collecting tri-logos. And, you know, so I mean, I've got all the skiff guards. And I just found a beautiful tri-logo Vader, 85 plus. And it's just like, now I'm hooked on that. So that one's special. That was my first actual big boy vintage fig. Yeah. You know. Well, that's a nice one. I really like what they did with the tri logo, especially the power of the force figures. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Like, how many how many times have we gone into collecting a certain run or a certain line because we stumble upon something, right? Yeah. yeah. Or your your ten year old loves the Rancor, and since Return of the Jedi is your favorite movie, as Daddy, you watch it all the time. And next thing you know, now you've got a wall with nothing but skiff guards. Who else collects deep toes and weak ways, right? <laughs> and I've got tons. I love it. It's my favorite stuff. Yeah. So you accidentally collect, yep. you know. And I I, I like that part. That's fun. Keeps it adventurous. Absolutely. You know? And it's, it's always changing. You kind of don't know what's happening month to month. And, yeah. and just going along with the flow. I, I, exactly. I exactly. It. Have you guys had any any um, amazing finds? Ooh. Wild type finds. Goodness. Or just something that you've been searching for for a while. And The last, I, I, I oh, this, going off of the Tri-Logos, there was a local auction uh, I'm not going to name drop them on a podcast. Uh, I don't want anybody getting sued. But uh, and they're not paying you, so I'm not going to. Yeah, sure. I appreciate <laughs> it. But no, I, and, and they had two gorgeous tri logo skiff cards. The cleanest. It looks like they just came off the factory. I mean, they're the cleanest things. They were probably the, the find, my find in the last like year. Congratulations! Or two. That was a yeah. heck of a find because one of them was even a missed card. Mm-hmm. So it was the Clatu and the wrong Clatu card and the weak card. So it, it's that was cool. That'd be my big find lately. That's pretty amazing. I like that. Yeah. Eric. Eric. Wait for me. I don't know. Most of my vintage stuff I calculate. I don't usually sure. find. It. But I'm going to say the Panda Baba. That was uh, TVC in, in, in Lancaster. I don't know, was that last year or six months ago? Yeah, How long six ago? months ago, six something months ago. like that. Uh, I was just a, he was one of the figures that I wanted for my collection because I'm a Cantina guy as well. Oh, nice! So I, I Can't go wrong with a Cantina, right? So Ponda Baba was one that I was hunting for. Look on eBay, you know, way hugely expensive, you know, 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And they had the sticker, the advertisement sticker was the Boba, was it the Boba sticker. What sticker was on his? Face? I think it was the free Boba Fett. The free Boba sticker, you know, the advertisement yes. sticker on the front there in the corner. Mm-hmm. The way that the Boba picture, uh, the, 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 the Boba, the uh, Ponda Baba's photo is on the card. You know, you put that sticker and it covers his mouth almost. Yes. almost covers, covers the butt cheek. 
in, and now you can't go without that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that's the whole reason. Right? But this one just happened to be a, a foreign card, which didn't have the that didn't have mm -hmm. that offer sticker. So it was the pure, it was pure, unpunched, clean as a whistle. That was solid. And I got it at a great price, and so I walked out of there. That was probably the and happiest. You got that at Lancaster in Lancaster. At, at Lancaster Toy Show, yeah. Yeah, yep. very nice. Yeah, that so that was that was. I probably walked out of there happier than I've walked out of any other. You were looking like for this. one for like a year and a half. And right? that wow. really comes down to that. If you have something in mind that boy, mm -hmm. oh, I'd really love to have one, but there's no way I'm getting. Yeah. No like, matter what it is. Like how long did it take me to find to be that. one Return of the Jedi inbox radar laser cannon? I looked for that high and low in every place, man. I was ready to sell everything to try and find one. Couldn't find it. Finally found one, and now they're everywhere. Right? Yeah, so true. it's like that's when you true. get it in your head, it's that earworm. Yeah, no, you, you, know? you have to make it happen. And it has then, to happen now. <laughs> 20, 30 will roll in after that. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Collecting is a lot like golf. <laughs> you, know, you go to the golf course, you hit a thousand terrible shots. You go to toy shows, nothing there, nothing, nothing, nothing there for right. me. But that one time, you're at the, you know, you drive that perfect drive that goes straight, far. The time you find that one that you're really dying for. Totally but Absolutely. that shot is the one nobody was paying attention to. <laughs> That's the thing. By That's yourself, the completely by yourself. <laughs> Did you hit yet? Yeah, didn't you see that? What? Mm -hmm. Hit? Did go and hit? Oh, very good. It is glorious. Yep. Very so now, is there a piece that each of you are chasing? Yeah. Oh yeah. I have. I have one more. Skiff guard that I need in tri logo that has to grade well, and I need the skirted, skirted clat two. It's the one I can't. I have him on the wrong clat two card back. Right. He's my miss card, but I do not have him on the right on card. the regular card, and I can't find him to save my life. At least not with a blister that hasn't been chewed on. You know what All I mean? Right. So that's my target. That's a really good one, Eric. Well, like I said, uh, TVC clones is you know trying to trying to get the run, and the shock trooper. Oh yeah, a shock yeah, trooper is one that I haven't been able to, I haven't get my got my hands on yet. Is it a difficult one to find? It's, you can, it's there, but like I said, I'm a, I like to I like to grade stuff, mm -hmm. and if it's if it has a crease out, you know, if it has if it has a def, you know something that's wrong with it, I want those. So you want one. perfection? I totally, close, I, close to it. I uh, fully understand. It's got to be 85 or up, 85 basically. Or up. Yeah, yeah 85 for or new up. stuff. Okay. I new think stuff. we'll do 80s for vintage. Yeah. You know, but minimum of 80s yeah. for vintage, 85 for vintage. All right, here it comes with that nice Yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> okay, so before we leave, um, can you guys give me a, a tip that you, as as pros now in the world of vintage collection, <laughs> a tip for collecting? Hey, collect what you love. Always get what you love. Because if you love it, it doesn't matter what it's worth. It doesn't matter if you make money or lose money on it. You love it. It's like art, right? If that's something that's going on your shelf, I have stuff that's worth nothing. It'll never leave my shelf. You know what I mean? Just because I love it. Yeah. Collect it because you love it. Don't try to make money. Because if you're only doing it to make money, this ain't the right business. And uh, it'll ruin your hobby for you. Yep. You know, too many people get into that trap. Well, I need to make money. It's a hobby. It's for yes. fun. Yes. Do it because you love it. Don't do it for any other reason. That's Keep it pure. The winner. Don't forget, you can go watch on YouTube. You can watch him build this custom dinosaur. It takes him a long time. But he built that just for this show and for you to take him. I, I think that is honestly a beautiful thing, and, and um, I did an episode recently where it was, um, you know, tips, pointers for, for collecting, and the biggest one was really, you know, if you, it's a hobby is something that we do for pleasure, right, and if it becomes stressful, and a lot of times the, the element of, of money and, and making money comes into it, 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 once that starts to really creep in, I mean, it takes away from the, the, the purity and the love that we have for it, so. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's what I try to do, too. If I spend... $300 on something. Mm -hmm. Once that money's spent, yeah. it's out of my, it's gone. It's gone. I have this figure. That money, that, that amount's gone. Right. 
So if it's like, we do want to sell it a couple years down the road and it's 100 bucks, that 300 is forgotten. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good tip for me to keep myself sane. When it comes Absolutely. to selling stuff, just forget it. Get what you can for it, what, yeah. what you're happy with, and yeah. you just let it go. I think because we, we complain about this an awful lot. People go into this and put huge numbers on stuff because everything should be a million dollars. But also, flip side of that, it's all going to be worth nothing if you can't get the next generation involved. So if everything's unobtainium, the kids that are growing up into this field that maybe are just they're Clone Wars kids for all we know, they're not going to appreciate it because they can't afford it. You know, so it's got to be for fun. Keep the next generation involved. Yes, next generation for fun. Agreed. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time today. And uh, I hope this was a great show for you. And I look forward to seeing you at the next Toys for the Ages Expo. Absolutely, man. It was nice meeting you. Yes, absolutely. here with Andy Loney, a really good friend of mine. Andy, we've known each other for years now. Years now, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how long, but a while. Yeah. I think we probably first met, I would say somewhere, maybe maybe it might have been Nice, the Nice event, or maybe, maybe at... Maybe um, like a Columbus Toy Show or something yeah, like that. 2017. Yeah. 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 So, and we've, uh, we've gone on some cool adventures together. Yeah, sure. How definitely. was the weekend for you? Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, not, not great, but fine. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was Sunday. Was a little slow. Yes. Um, but uh, but you have a really nice setup here, and I, I did want to mention two pieces that I just absolutely love. And if I had the space, I would buy them from you in a heartbeat. Okay. Um, so you have these two Star Wars signs. They're black signs, and one says Star Wars in white, and then one is outlined in gray, and it's the Star Wars the Black series. They're big. They're displays. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Sure. They're um, they're actually Hasbro displays that Hasbro used at Star Wars Celebration. To uh, I guess they were probably above the cabinets where they would have stuff on display. Mm-hmm. So like the Black Series one, probably in that cabinet had Black Series stuff. Sure. Um, don't know what the the generic Star Wars one was, but mm-hmm. they. Uh, I mean, some of the places just leave stuff behind at the end of the shows, and like if throw it in a dumpster. And it's fun to go dumpster diving. Absolutely. And these are the, they're so unique too. I mean, especially this one has the history of being a celebration. What celebration was it? Uh, just this past one. The what Celebration was the past London? One? No, Anna, I'm sorry. Oh, Anaheim. Anaheim. Okay, Anaheim. from 2022. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, so they, they really are beautiful. Um, but you have some great stuff here. You have a, a nice mix of vintage and modern stuff. Um, is there anything that you're currently hunting for your collection right now? Uh, I'm always after Japanese stuff, mainly Japanese keshi, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing specific I'm after. I mean, sure, I'd love to get some of the rare ones, but the rare ones don't pop up. The rare, rare ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they pop up maybe once every few years? Is yeah, basically, I think so, yeah. And there's some I've never even seen, <laughs> but really? I know they exist. Okay. All right, well, I, I hope 2023 is a year where you're able to pick up at least one. That'd right. Nice. Me too. And I always hope... They're a reasonable price. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, I know you picked up a, a shipper recently. Is that correct? I did. I did uh, pick up a... Well, I just got one at Hakes, mm-hmm. uh, an Empire Strikes Back figure shipper. Um, I don't even have it yet because that just ended a couple days ago. But uh, and then I did get another one at the Morphe auction whenever that was. Mm-hmm. And that was a regular Star Wars figure shipper. And that was before the prices went crazy. For the, the next auction? Yes, yes, yes. I, I got lucky and got 
at the Morphe's auction, the, the one that I got was really cheap, and then they just went up and up and up and up. <laughs> <laughs> to absurd numbers. Yes, yeah, to yeah. ridiculous numbers. Yeah. Um, so have you had any amazing finds recently for yourself? Um, I don't think I've had anything really amazing, what I would say, lately. You know, not in a while. I think most collectors would say that. Uh, yeah. It's been it's been a little slow in finds, right? Right, yeah. right. I haven't even, you know, I haven't upgraded anything in a while because I'm always, since I'm a sealed box collector, um, I, usually I'm always upgrading something here and there, and it's mm-hmm. and it's fun because, you know, you, you buy something and then you can sell the downgrade for maybe almost as much as you bought the, the upgrade for. Because you've had the downgrade for so long. Yeah, yeah, and that's a lot of fun, but I don't, I don't remember the last time I did that. I mean, it's been a couple of years. Uh, have you found anything, has there been an amazing find that you can think of over the past, you know, in Star Wars, uh, where you've had some pretty good luck and have, have scored some cool items? I mean, sure, I have from time to time. There's there's stuff. Um, I did I did recently get a, a, a decent find, but it wasn't it wasn't like really cheap. It was actually a, a consignment deal that just popped in, you know, just out of the blue. Uh, somebody contacted me, and it was a, a set of every figure on an Empire card. One one of every figure on an Empire card. So any figure that came on an Empire card, there was one of each. So, That's phenomenal. So, you know, you know, so it was one of every Star Wars figure up till, I guess, a 48, you know, I guess it's the first 48 figures, mm-hmm. plus the extra 3PO and R2 because they have removable limbs. And so you're saying stuff. the figures from Star Wars as well yep, were on Empire. on Empire cards, And yep. what was the condition like? Well, that was the only problem. Like, literally... I think 27 of the 50 had the proof of purchases cut. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. so there was a really bummer about that. What they was... were still sealed, oh, but yeah. except except for the... There were two figures open, and one was Walrus Man, and unfortunately the other one was the big bummer, Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. okay. I thought you were going to say uh, the, the walking Luke Bespin, but... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the, okay. There was a... a there was a walking Luke Bestman, but it had the proof of purchase cut out. So yeah. of that that lot, what's the gem? What's the one? Well, in, in the it base? would have been the Boba Fett, right? But ended up um, there were a bunch of the there were several of the secret figure offer Empire ones. Um, no Stormtrooper, which I know that one's super rare, but there were a couple of nice ones um, that I've, I've sold all of them already. But uh, you know, I sold some in the. 600, 900 range, somewhere around there. So there was nothing like crazy, you know, expensive. Um, most of them, other than the ones that had the proofs cut out, the other ones were nice, but not super nice. So, like, nothing would have, I ended up not getting anything graded because, like, there were things that had a chance at an 80, right. but they, but I thought they were more like 70 or 75. And you're better with a lot like that just yeah. to leave them as is. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, in hindsight, maybe grading would have been better, but it would take in six months, and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> who knows what I really would have gotten for him. Maybe six months at a minimum. Too. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> I'm, uh, and I'm, that's definitely true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be speaking to uh, our, our good friend Eric in a little bit. Um, and I know you guys have, have gone on, you know, picks and, and hunts together. Um, do you have a story from, like, from the past where you guys have... Well, I mean, it is from the past. Uh, maybe not specifically which items, but we, we went to this one toy show... It would have been in the late 90s. Um, And both of us went there. I was setting up and Eric was helping me. And both of us were like, 
broke. <laughs> we were both like, I, we literally both said, I hope there's nothing there for us to buy. It's <laughs> the worst thing you can say. And we you know got there, happen. and this guy set up somebody that was not a dealer, but it was all his collection, his, and it was all vintage sealed stuff carded figures, box stuff, and it was like, he was an older gentleman. You know, like he was probably, at the time, he was probably in his 40s. In, in the in the nineties, mm-hmm. so he went and bought this stuff as an adult. And it was all Star Wars. Shelves. Yes, wow. all Star Wars. Oh um, and it literally was just about everything. Um, but he was one of those guys that cut the damn proof of purchases. <laughs> so at least half the stuff, maybe three quarters of the stuff, had the had the proofs cut out. Proofs cut out, but there was all still sealed. Um, but. I mean, Eric. Eric spent a lot. <laughs> you know, at least at the time. Yeah. You know, course. like he went to the, the guy lived near us, so Eric went to his house a couple times and bought numerous things, and, and I bought stuff too. And actually, my 12-inch Boba Fett that I own right now is, mm-hmm. came from that. Oh, that's really you know, nice. And that one had the proof intact, so you know, really nice. It's not graded, but it's yeah, probably C9. You know, beautiful box. And see, I, I look at that fat as a memento of your friendship with Eric as well, too. Because sure. that's the reason why I was asking you, because you guys have such a great friendship. You guys love collecting, and you know, and you do it together, and you set up at shows together as well, too, which is great. Um, what, is your, what is your favorite thing about Eric, and what, or what have you learned from him? Oh, he's just so caring. <laughs> is there anything that you've learned when it comes to collecting from him? I almost want to say no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going to love this answer. I, I, but I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I have. And it's just become, you know, through osmosis, yeah. it's become... And it's one of these things, too, where you guys probably teach each other by yeah. going on these, these hunts and stuff together. Right. And definitely we, we met at a toy show. Did you really? Where, yeah, yeah, okay. in Maryland. And... Um, we just literally somehow we just talked and talked at the show and then exchanged numbers and he and we I think we talked to each other that night on the phone and we talked for like three hours on the phone and like I remember like I think his girlfriend or I guess he was married at he was married by the time we met um she thought it was weird (laughs) I'm pretty sure people who are not collectors and not in the circle it's it's a little harder to understand but that's the kind of stuff we do where all of a sudden we meet somebody and then it's like three hour phone conversations we go on trips with with total strangers sometimes and stay in the same hotel and travel around yeah it's just it's part of it and he and I get along so well like I think the last time we went on a trip um we had a you know, 10 or 12 hour drive or something like that. And there was points in that drive where, you know, we didn't talk for an hour, two hours, you know, and, and he even said like, we're good enough with each other. We don't need to talk to each other all the time where it might feel awkward when you're riding with like somebody that you're not really good friends with, you know? And I'm a weird guy. I don't listen to the radio a lot of times when I drive. So, so if you're driving in a car and there's no, (laughs) it's silent, it's completely (laughs) silent. Yes. Sometimes. Did I ever tell you how I met Eric? I don't think so. So I met him at the Delaware Toy Show. Okay. I was looking for um, for Star Wars stuff, mm-hmm. and I came across this gentleman's table, and he had a lot of Star Wars stuff on it. And it was Eric, and I believe his son was there. And he and I just started talking, and it was great. And he, as we were talking, uh, I found out that he knew some people that I knew, and I knew some people that he knew. And, um, and we just, you know, we became friends. And then we were both invited to the NICE event, the, mm-hmm. the New York ICE event, 
and uh, but I didn't know he was going to be there oh, okay. and just to get there and, and have it be my first event um, and just to see him you know a familiar face it was just it was a really cool moment yeah so, that's awesome and that, that's where it started yeah so. that's very cool yeah well cool I, I, I'm glad you guys have developed this friendship uh, I love that you know you come to shows and stuff together as well too and it makes for moments where we can all go out to eat together and hang right. out so I look for, forward to many more of these oh uh, yeah I know we have <laughs> some coming up as well too yep. and uh, yeah so the, the, the next year or so should be really nice yes definitely I look forward to it. Well, Andy, it was fun being your uh, your your booth mate, your right? table mate, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad the show was a good one for you. Um, what's your What's your favorite thing about this particular show, Toys for the Ages? Well, I mean, for definitely for me personally, it's so close to home. This <laughs> is the greatest thing. How far is it? Um, I live a half hour from oh, there. Perfect. Yeah, so we just stayed. Like Eric stayed in my house. Mm-hmm. So, and actually, my whole my my sister and my parents live here. They live in Carlisle. So, like my sister, if I need her help, she just comes over. She lives five minutes away. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but uh, the load in is really easy at this show. Um, load in, load out. Um, I don't know. A lot of vintage toys here. A lot. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of loose stuff. It's kind of weird. A lot of, you need to dig yeah. at this show. Yeah, a lot of bins, uh, even like five, ten dollar bins, which yeah. are nice. Yeah. Um, what's the item that you were most shocked to sell, and the one that you're happiest to not have to take home? Um, shocked to sell at this show. Um, well, I did bring. Uh, I brought a box of random loose Barbies mm-hmm. just to show somebody. And um, that has been asking me for Barbie stuff, and I knew it was junk. Mm-hmm. But it ended up there was one doll in there that, well, actually there were two dolls in there that ended up being good. Oh, and great. I sold the one for fifty bucks. Nice, you know. Yeah. And I, I thought they were all five dollar dolls, you know. Yeah. And then I have another one still in the showcase that's at, I priced at ninety dollars. Mm-hmm. Of course, that the ninety dollar one, the actual character, that actual doll is in the new Barbie movie, and that's why it's worth so much uh, money now. Okay, <laughs> all right, so that'll be a popular one for right. a while then. But I did, usually when I'm going to show. When I sell something big, I'm like, yes. You know, I got rid of something large. But yeah. I don't think I sold anything large in this okay. show. I mean, I'm looking at your stuff now. Just I to- had something up there that was large, but yeah. I was actually sad to see that go. So, what was that? It was a Zoids piece, mm-hmm. like uh, Iron Kong. But it was, like, completely unused in the box and a really nice box. So it was yeah. you know, vintage from... Uh, I guess 86, 87, something like You're that. You're not supposed to be sad to see the yeah. large ones go, but I understand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you have some nice stuff here, though. Like, just looking at even the Star Wars stuff, uh, you have a Clone Wars Anakin Jedi Starfighter. Um, is it sealed? Yes. Wow. For 35 I mean, that's a fantastic <laughs> price. And so you have some vintage Kenner Ewoks and some modern uh, plush Ewoks as well, too. You have... Are these the Don Postmaster? Yes, they are. Those are original ones. From the 80s or 90s? Yeah, the 80s. 80s? Oh, yeah. my gosh. So you have... You have uh, we have Wicket here. Who is this? Wicket with fur. Okay, so it's, yeah, okay, it's a plastic Wicket. Uh, his face is sculpted, essentially. And then um, there's a Wicket with fur. And then you have two Stormtroopers as well. Gamorian Guard. I'm a Gamorian Guard, yeah. yeah. Um, you have some great pieces. There's a display here of Darth Vader with the Emperor's Royal Guards on either side of him against a, a light blue background. What's this from? This is actually a piece that you would actually buy at retail. It's from 1983. Mm-hmm. It's by uh, Sales Corporation Incorporated. Mm-hmm. They made, you know, you probably bought them at like Spencer's or some someplace like that. <clears throat> um, but they made this one, and they made the the Wicket one. Oh right yeah, here the Wicket, also. the iconic Wicket against the green background. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and then. Um, they also made a 3PO and R2 one. 
that's like a little shorter than this one. Very nice. Oh, it's a beauty. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Well, Andy, thank you so much right. for being my uh, my my table mate, my, my booth mate, and, uh, and and for hanging out for this this weekend. It's been a really nice one. I'm glad I got to share it with you. Yeah, I enjoyed it. After the show, what it what are you going to do for the rest of the day? Oh well, I mean, it'll take a couple hours for me to get out of here, and I'll probably just go home and chill. I don't think I'll I don't think we'll do anything because it'll be a little too late to actually do something. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Maybe on a nice day like today, maybe we'd go to Hershey Park, but it's it'll be too late by then. Yeah, the correct answer is uh, sleep for the next like nine yeah, to twelve that's hours. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, mean, I probably still won't go to bed till ten or eleven o'clock that's tonight, okay. but yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and you get to hang with Eric, so that's always right. Cool yeah, definitely. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of the weekend. Okay. Thanks. I'm here with another good buddy of mine. The man's name is Eric Janicki. You might know him as... Yana Shea. Yana Shea, yes. And uh, so Eric has a table next to Andy, whose table is next to the, the one that Pete and I have. Um, how was the show for you? It's been great. Um, I only have one booth, but I brought enough stuff for two. So I have it all crammed on the floor. Shelves going way high, tables raised up with stuff underneath. Um, so I've sold a lot of stuff. Um, so I've done okay. It's slow today on Sunday, but I've dropped my prices to 50% off on a lot of my inventory. Power Rangers, Turtles, Turtles He-Man. He-Man, right. all video game stuff, and a lot of Star Wars stuff. Yeah, so, so your, your table is one of the most crowded yeah, right now. Yeah, it's been is, crowded yeah, today. I like that. So... Um, so, um, was this a good weekend, though, for you? Because you got to stay with, with Andy for a while and you got to hang out Yeah, one of the good things about this show, now that it's two days, is I don't have to pay for a hotel. Um, <laughs> I stay with Andy, who lives uh, nearby, mm-hmm. and it's always fun hanging out with him and his family. So, I, I asked him a question about you, and I'm going to ask the same question. Okay. So, um, what is something that you admire about Andy? Because you guys have been friends now for decades, right? Yeah, we met in the mid-'90s. Um, Pretty much coincides with uh, when the Power of the Force 2 line came out. (laughs) Um, That's when I kind of really hardcore started getting back into collecting. And I met Andy at a local show in Maryland. And we just clicked and um, started doing shows with him, helping him out. And uh, his family has always just been very nice to me. And he lived nearby, too, when I lived in Maryland in PG County. And he lived in PG County. So we were about 15, 20 minutes away from each other. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we just became good friends. And yeah. And that's the reason why I wanted to ask both of you the same question, because what's really amazing, what I think a lot of people don't understand if they're not part of the collecting community, is that we, we attend shows, we go to meetups and, and events because we love you know, the, the toys and the films and the series. But then we make these friendships like, like you and I have, like you and Andy have, where they last for years and we get to know each other, we get to know each other's families, we get to experience things together. So what's something that you really admire about Andy? He's, he's always just kind of accepted me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Like we've never, I, I honestly can say, I don't know if we've ever gotten into like a weird argument or anything. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we just have a lot of the same interests. But he's always just, I mean, besides the things I like about him, he's just always been very accepting of me. You know what I mean? Um, and because of that, we just, we've done a lot of things that we fish together, we play golf together, we play poker together. So we do probably more stuff outside of toys, you know, over the years than just toys. So he's not just a friend because of toys. He's a, he's he's a friend. One, he's one of my best friends just because, yeah, I mean, we, we just clicked, you know? Yeah. So, um, but one thing I admire about him is I, when I see him interact with other people, they always like to talk to him and he's always accepting of them as well. Mm-hmm. So he's just overall generally a, a super nice guy, you know? That's a really nice answer. And he likes my wife, so <laughs> my wife gets along with him, so that, yeah, that helps plus. too. Yeah. Um, so, and he loves talking to my sons. You know, he's just, he always seems genuinely interested in my life and in my family, and that could, that just goes a long way, you know. So it's not just, hey, can I buy something from you for cheap, you know, you know, and then that's all we're good for. Right, it's not transactional. Exactly. It's, it's really, it's, yeah. I mean, like, this is almost a... Kind of a, it takes a back seat, you know, Star yeah. Wars and collecting to the true friendship that you guys. But, but to add to that, though, um, yeah. because we have been doing shows for so long and collecting together, mm-hmm. we have made transactions. He's made transactions. It's been transactional in a way that I, that I, meaning, he looks out for me all the time for stuff. Mm-hmm. And when he gets something, he'll give you know he give it to me for the price he paid for it most of the times. So he's very generous. Is my point in that regard? Yeah. Is that um, he's always looking out for me. I mean, he texts me all the time if he's at a show and he'll go, hey, do you want this? You know, and then he just gives it to me across. You know, and that's what it, friends do. Exactly. Yeah. So. When there are transactions, he's very generous. That's another thing I admire about him, too. So that was a nice, thorough, thoughtful answer. When I asked him... Oh, let me guess. He I said, don't know. He said nothing. Yeah, I guess. He said there's nothing admirable in that man whatsoever. I pity him, and that's why I'm friends with him. So, yeah. No, he, he said he said that the main thing was that you were you were so caring, and I think that's a really special thing. Um, it's another amazing thing about our friendships within the community, too, is that nobody has any problem expressing how they feel about one another. And these are people that, again, we meet at... I met you at a toy show. Yeah. That's how we first met. And then we became friends, and I hope to be lifelong friends with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Um, and then I think there was one more question that I asked him, which was, um, has there been anything that you've learned... I'll ask you. Has there been anything that you've learned from Andy uh, in dealing with you know, toys and collecting... Uh, nothing. Okay, he said the same thing. I know, that's why I said it. <laughs> he came over to me and apologized. He's like, I feel like such a dork. He asked me this question, what I learned from you, and I said nothing. I was like, that sounds about right, Andy. I love that yeah. he not only said that, but then came to you oh, yeah. and ex- yeah, explained it. He, course, had, he, he felt a little guilty yeah, about it. Yeah, of course. Um, I've learned a ton from Andy. Um, I, mean, for, I mean, he's kind of my sounding board on this everything, you know, um, especially like now that I'm setting up at more shows, um, I'll take a picture of something and he'll tell me what he would sell it for if it's something I'm not like familiar with. Um, so just like the, the vibe of the current toy show scene, um, I, I learn from him constantly. I learned a good way to do toy shows, you know, like I think I told you this before, maybe at the Nurse Shrine Temple, um, just the way he has a variety of stuff. He always prices things fair. Mm-hmm. So he's never the highest guy in the room, never the lowest, but and then because of his variety, people always like to come to his booth. Yeah. So um, I kind of 
you know, try to do the same thing. Um, but he, he has a vast knowledge of, you know, vintage Kenner, you know, sealed stuff, loose in box, you know, the differences in prices for that kind of stuff. So I'm always pinging his head and brain on that. That's smart. Yeah. Um, and that's what we do. We learn off, like, I'm set up with Pete, and I, I've never yeah. set up at a show before. You know, I was doing it more really for fun because he had the extra space. And I've always wanted to see, like, what is it like to price stuff for a show and to, to, to do a show? Uh, and I've learned so much from him mm-hmm. just from that. So, And then seeing the way that you guys do the stuff as well, too, I learned from you. Um, so it's, it's, it's great to have this. I love the fact that the, you know, the four of us are, uh, are set yeah, up together like this. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a really nice one. Um, have you had any amazing finds lately? I haven't found anything at this show, mainly because I haven't looked around. Um, and that's kind of purposeful. I just didn't want to like find something that had to spend a lot of money. Of course. Um, but uh, this is a great show though, to find stuff. A ton of great dealers here that stack booths with good vintage stuff. So, But um, recently I picked up some ephemera pieces, like uh, screening, special screening tickets um, and the press badges and stuff like that I picked up. Um, some on, and a lot on Facebook and some on eBay. Mm-hmm. And then I picked up a really cool thing on eBay recently was a the swag bag for the Washington, D.C. screening of Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. which was the world premiere charity screening. You know, and um, they had this cool little plastic bag, swag bag. I've had one before, but I picked up another one for someone in the D.C. club, the, the Washington, D.C. Star Wars collecting club. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew they would want it, so I, it was a buy it now on eBay, so I just snagged it real quick to make sure that I didn't want to like text him, have him text me back three and hours later, and then someone else b- yeah. bought it. So, Especially with something like that, because they are so hard to find, yeah. and they're so meaningful to a Star Wars fan, an Empire Strikes Back fan, and to somebody who lives in, in the D.C. In DC area. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of excited to get that, even though I already have one, but for him. So. But yeah, um, I've been buying a lot of collections lately, mm-hmm. and just kind of filling in gaps in my collection with pieces from the collection, and then bringing the other stuff here to sell at the shows. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to remember exactly some pieces, but I've just been kind of cherry picking stuff out of the collection upgrading stuff um, you know so just been filling in gaps in my toy collection nice. by buying collections over the last two years mostly is there anything that you're hunting for specifically now no um, I'm at the point right now not necessarily for the rest of my life but right now where I'll know it when I see it if it's it's got to tickle me then you know like I'm not I mean I have a ton of eBay searches right you know but um, you don't have like one item that you have on top of a list that you're I don't think it's so just in general no. you're yeah and, and as you said you're at a toy show all of a sudden you come across yeah. something in that radar group. right okay yeah so I'm the same way yeah, yeah. Oh, well good uh, I, I did ask Andy this so I did want to ask you um, so what are you going to do for the rest of the day I am going to try to sell more stuff mm-hmm. and then pack up as quick as I can because it, we're always one of the two of the last guys out of here. Um, and then I got about three hour drive, two and a half hour drive home. Mm-hmm. And then sleep. And then sleep. Okay. Yeah. No, I got to unpack my stupid trailer first because <laughs> I rented a U-Haul for this show. Oh, okay. And yeah. I, it's due back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. You certainly go, brought in enough yeah. stuff. I mean, you have you have stuff from every single line. I do, um, man. You have sealed stuff. You have loose stuff. Um, what's what's kind of the price range that you have here to start at a dollar, five dollars, and yeah. go all the way up? 
Oh yeah, I mean, probably the most successful stuff I, uh, yeah, dollar, five dollar, a ton of dollar and five dollar and twenty dollar stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a couple special offer mini rigs. They are not sealed, but mm-hmm. they're uh, complete. Um, in the special offer box. That's probably my two highest items right now. Okay. Beautiful. Any questions? Your blouse is about 50% off. So just see something, let me know. Okay. Eric, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. Thank you, Mr. Quinn. Honestly, truly a blessing that we get to hang out. I know I tell you that all the time, but I I truly mean it. Um, I I just, I love it. I, uh, these days are so special, you know, especially when we didn't have them during the, the pandemic at mm-hmm. times. Uh, it made it even more special. So. Well, I really appreciate you doing these podcasts. I, I think everyone I know loves them, and uh, I think you tell unique stories and unique perspectives, so thank you for doing that. Oh, well, because I think we have very unique collectors. Yeah. And very in, like, it, it's, it's a very interesting hobby, and it's a very, it's a very passionate one, yeah. you know, where it's not just people kind of getting together and not knowing what to do. I mean, so uh, Andy and I were just talking, and we're looking at doing a, a, a possible collector's cruise, maybe for 2026. So. They love to go on cruises, actually. <laughs> but I thought, you know what, we'll get the whole the whole group together, and yeah, we'll, you know, we'll take over a boat. We'll do it for the uh, the Hallmark Christmas one, though. Oh we're going to take that one over and, uh, and make it uh, a Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. And I know Andy would. Yep. Lacey Chabert? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, my friend. All right, well, buddy. you have more stuff to sell, and yep. uh, we have to start packing up soon. Yeah, so I think we're gonna start doing that soon. All right, All right. sounds good. Talk Perfect. to you soon. All right, so I'm here with Andy Cook, who is the mastermind and promoter behind Toys for the Ages Expo. Yes, how are we doing today? Doing okay. So we're, we're in the last hour, Andy, and um, you and I were talking early on, I think on Friday, and I had asked you if, if uh, what was the coolest thing that you saw, and do you remember what you said? Yes, I said there's a Toxic Avenger uh, movie standee. That... And it, it's like four or five feet, right? Yeah, four or five feet, definitely Toxie with his mop and like grotesque, but it's like... From the 80s? From the 80s, mm-hmm. super sick, and I've never seen one in them. Yeah, and it was gorgeous. We looked at it. It was it was up for the whole weekend, and and you're right. It was a really cool piece. It was a um, it's a stand that would have been in front of the theater. Yes. Um, and then um, so I saw you now, and I said, hey, we have to talk. So Andy, have you had any amazing finds or any pickups lately? Um. Yeah. So I just have in my arms the uh, Toxic Adventure Standy. <laughs> I could. There's a deal I couldn't pass down. Uh, He's uh, been haggling me all day, the seller. Um, I know him personally, so um, he's like, just take this with you. And I said, he said, make me an offer, and so I shot him an offer, and he accepted. So The seller is a good buddy of ours, yeah. and we spoke to him earlier. He's a yeah. good friend, so really good so, guy. So I'm happy. He's happy, um, but I but he wanted to go to a good person, and I have I have over 50 standees at home right now in store displays, so this will be proudly uh, displayed in my area so so be really honest with me so you set this two-day show up specifically just to get the toxic avengers that is correct i knew it was coming it was in chicago i saw another friend of ours sean hill that had it they bought it from sean hill (laughs) sean then they delivered it to me here in pennsylvania so i didn't have to go to chicago and now i'm walking away that's awesome so we are super excited uh we're going to announce uh next year's show we are announcing next year's show is going to be july 27th and 28th very nice so we are going to go two days next year we had a successful sunday 
Um, so yeah, so just uh, keep an eye out and for more information. But uh, we're happy. We're super happy with the event, and uh, everybody's pretty stoked today. So. It's been great. It's awesome. And thank you for putting it on. Really, I, your vendor selection, the way that you choose the vendors to, um, that you want to, to be here, I mean, you've really, you choose really nice people. And, and it just feels like more than any other show that I can think of that I've been to, um, it feels like a family. Um, it was, you know, nice to see even uh, to my, uh, my my booth mate, Spencer, next to yeah. me, um, having Andy and Eric, yeah. uh, and then across the way, Kevin Mann. Yeah. Like, all these people are really wonderful, kind generous yeah. uh, people that you want to just spend time with outside of the show oh as well. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. And giving us a weekend like this, we get to do so and have dinners together and meals and all that. So. And it's great too, like every, everybody that comes here brings amazing items. I mean, there's stuff here that you just you just don't see and it's it's just amazing what they, they bring here and and like you said, the, the, the talk and you know, having friendships and stuff is the number one thing, and it's just it's a it's a great community, and uh, yeah. you know, I always am so glad that we have what we have, you know, because you don't. The only thing we all have in common is that we we like vintage toys, but mm-hmm. you know, it's enough that starts good friendships, builds these beautiful bonds. And when it comes to vintage toys, though, seriously, this show has more vintage Star Wars stuff than I've I've seen in years. And I, uh, I, I mean, it, that so. means a lot. I mean, I know you're a Star Wars guy, so to hear that from you. Oh, yeah. It's pretty incredible. I so picked up a few goodies, so I'm very happy. So hopefully, uh, you know, some of these Star Wars groups hear that, and uh, we'd love to see you guys come out next year. The IC, um, the um, 501 Garrison was here this year. The the, the the Jedi Sith Alliance was here doing cosplay. It was fantastic. They had great reviews. The 501 says they're coming in full force next year. So we're excited, you know, to have some more Star Wars stuff. And uh, who knows, with being the fifth year, maybe we'll do a Star Wars-themed uh, type event. We don't know yet. So we're we'll trying think of something up. So. All right. Are you uh, are you exhausted now at this point? Um, I'm going to be. I still have three hours <laughs> a bit of, of getting everybody out of yeah. here and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a much-needed uh, break for a couple months, you know. So, but I'm back to the grind probably in two or three weeks just starting to fill vendor spots. So. Great. It was a pleasure. I'm glad we got to, to spend uh, Friday night. At all. Absolutely. It was awesome. Andy, we mean you. Thank you for everything. Yep. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Um, well, again, Andy, thank you so much. I yep. love this. I'm glad we get to do this. Looking forward to next year already. Uh, and I, I hope you're able to just, you know, for the next week or two, just relax, kick back a little. And- <laughs> I know my wife is because <laughs> our anniversary is now on... The toy show weekend, so I got. I'm in a dog. Happy anniversary! Yeah, I, I appreciate I understand. that. Thank you. Uh, what was, uh, as a personal moment, what was your favorite moment from the weekend? Oh gosh. Um. Geez, honestly, honestly, my favorite moment is just just seeing seeing the families and the different variety of people that come in here. I mean, you have you have people from all different races and and all different ages and. You know, they just come back here. They're all smiling, having a good time, laughing, and, you know, nobody's arguing about anything. And they might be buying, they might not be buying, but they're just here to have a good time, and that's what it's all about. And we're glad that we can provide this for this community, and we have people coming in from out of state that that really enjoy this show. So it's just a great gathering, and that's what we're most happy about is that we can bring the community together and 
just have a good time. So. The people here have been so polite. I've gotten to speak to so many of them, uh, some for the podcast and then just some, you know, a lot just, just walking around and just talking to the different vendors, the different shoppers. And I was really impressed. I mean, there's just, there's a kindness and a familial aspect to this whole thing that is very hard to capture. And I think it's because of the work you do. Uh, so I love you for it. And I'm so glad we get to do this. Looking forward to next All year. All right. Thank you so much. And we thank everybody who came out to this year's event. And we hope to see you in 2024. All right. Go home and get like three or four days worth of sleep. I will. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. My thanks to Alex Coltart, Eric Benner, Matthew Cross, Eric Janicki, Andy Loney, and Kevin Mann. And a special thank you to Andy Cook for not only chatting with me during the show, but for giving all of us an unforgettable weekend in Carlisle, Pennsylvania at the Toys for the Ages Expo. If you're enjoying these Toy Trip episodes, please follow the podcast on your preferred podcast platform, so you'll be notified as soon as the newest episode drops. As always, it's free to do so. And please, share an episode with a friend. It would mean the world to me, and in sharing an episode, you're helping to bring our community closer together. And you never know how hearing about a toy show or another collector's story on a podcast could have a positive impact on a friend. And we're currently in overdrive right now, with some great toy shows and Star Wars content arriving in the coming weeks. And I want you to be a part of all of it. Ahsoka, Amazing Finds, and so much more on Star Wars, Prototypes, and Production. Production.